W. T. L. It's a big, hairy American window machine. If you ain't first, you're last. W. T. L. All right, nice, huh? Got a talk show here, talk show with my mic. I got everything. W. T. L. What he does is work out and performance. Get it to 85% weekend. You're a mute. W. T. L. Brings me to my next point. Don't smoke crack. And welcome back to WTL, everybody. I'm your host, Andy Klassen, joined by... Gibran. Oh, the parlay pounder. <laughs> yes, sir. We're back. Hey, man, we had a good weekend. Not bad. A little all-star game, home run derby, <laughs> Major League Baseball. It, it's really fun, even when games aren't <laughs> being played. It's still one of the funnest weekends of baseball of the year. Uh, I love the home run derby. It's just so much fun to watch. <laughs> and that's another thing where, you know, people, you know, the, the sharps out there... Yeah. Uh, oh, who wants to bet on ex- exhibition? Who wants to bet? Well, you know, stay within your budget, like we always say. Exactly. Stay within your bankroll and have fun with it's it. It's just a fun you thing know? to bet on. How far is a home, <laughs> how far is a guy going to hit a home run? Is he going to hit it 480? Is he going to yeah. hit it 500? It's just a fun thing to bet on. Throw a twenty dollar bill on it and see if Pete Alonso can hit it 500 feet. He was trying. He was trying. He didn't get it, but yeah, that that was one of the only ones I missed on the home run derby. Was uh, a ball never traveled more than 491 feet? Uh, yeah, and that. Was one of the most popular bets out there it was, was. At 491 492 over under it was just because Juan Soto last year in Colorado hit one 520 so we're yeah. like 491 yeah, yeah. you can do it obviously mm. uh Colorado's a lot different than Los Angeles it was a little heavier there around LA yes. coming off the bay there not quite yes. or the ocean air there <laughs> not, not not like up in the Rocky Mountains no I guess. doubt about it all right so we're gonna talk about the all-star game kind of a wrap-up here yeah. uh recap if you will home run derby a little bit of a recap then we're gonna look ahead to some adjusted win totals a lot of movement yeah. especially in the American League we're also gonna hit up some teams local teams the For Cardinals sure. the Rockies on the National League side yeah. then of course you know your wheelhouse UFC yep fight night we got a good fight night coming up man headlined by Blades versus Aspinall yep so and I, Patty the Batty's coming back <laughs> where do they come with Patty the Batty he's like no I I, I signed off on that that's, <laughs> that's my name yep no it's good <laughs> alright so let's dive right into yeah. the home run derby what a spectacle I don't know it was wild know, people call it you know the grouches out there yeah They're just a uh, it's a glorified batting practice, but man, it's grown into so much more than that. It, it there's is so much fun, and there's just watch Pete Alonso. That became a running joke in itself, but he takes it serious. He takes it serious. <laughs> like they keep, uh, like even the guy that was batting against him, he would be yeah. out there batting, and Pete Alonso would be in the locker room in yeah. a trance. Like I know. he was just like he wanted to win that thing so bad, and yep. um, he wanted to three Pete. He wanted to three. The Pete wanted the three Pete. But let's talk about this kid, Julio Rodriguez from the Mariners. Oh, wow. Oh my God. Comes yeah, yeah. out in the first round, hits 32, I think, and then yeah. comes out in the second round against Pete Alonso, yeah. hits 32 again or 31. Right. Uh, he was just unbelievable, yeah. right around 30 yeah, both yeah. times. Yep, yep. I think he did kind of, sh- you know, quote unquote, you know, shoot his load there. Right, but, right. Um, he still did good fun. in the third round, and yeah. Juan had a hard time catching yeah. him. But yeah, he made it, him sweat. 
Um, but this kid, he's a rookie. He made more that night than he makes in his whole entire rookie season for getting second oh, right. in the yeah, home yeah. run derby. So yep. good for him. On and, that rookie contract in Seattle. Exactly. And uh, we're going to see this guy again because Seattle's hosting the home run derby next year. So you <laughs> know he's going to be in it, and that was so much fun to watch him do that. Really was fun. That was a great storyline. Also, Pujols beating Schwarber. I mean, Crazy. That, that was insane. It was. It almost felt a little too scripted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like how can you be romantic about baseball? I was like, exactly. How romantic are we going to get here? Exactly. You know, and just with the first half that Schwarber's had, not <laughs> knocking the ball out of the park. He's the number one seed for a reason. Yeah. But he just couldn't get a flow going there, no. and uh, neither could Pulhos really. But uh, when it came down to it, Pulhos took him out and scattered enough. Yeah, he scattered you know? enough. It, and and they weren't it. deep either. Like that's what got him in the, exactly. the later rounds. Like you get a bonus for you know the distance. Yeah. Yeah. And he just couldn't get one over. <laughs> no doubt. And, yeah, and, uh, uh, one of my biggest bets of the night was the National League winning the home run derby. And yep. thank God Juan Soto pulled that yep. off for me. And then Pete Alonso, he had a prop on him that said uh, 468 or something was the over-under on his home Longest. run, which I cashed in on that, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah and, and if you piece that together, that's a nice little parlay. And, yeah. I uh, believe our Twitter handle actually put that out there. Mm-hmm. You know, g- kind of going back and forth with some other, you know, betting Twitter handles. No doubt. I'm like, no, nah, this, this is what we're looking this at. This is what we're looking hey, at. Hey, and they both hit, so you got to feel good about that. No doubt about it. I, I love it. Like you said, don't break the bank with it, but get on prize picks, get on DraftKings, and just, you know, just have fun with it. So let's move on to the actual game yeah. itself. Uh, fun if you're a baseball guy, right? Yeah. I mean, it was a good baseball game. Yeah. And that is something that Major League Baseball holds over the NBA, holds over the NFL. Yeah. Their exhibition all-star game yeah. actually resembles a real game. It, it does. is a real game. It is. Even though they took off, <clears throat> you know, off the plate the hosting yeah. the first round or opening game of the World, World Series. Series. Yep. Uh, that's fine. This is still a, a real game where you're seeing the best pitchers versus the best hitters. Yeah. No, period. it's it, yeah, period and just it's crazy because these guys have egos. Yeah, yeah. Clayton Kershaw doesn't want to go out, out there and give up a home run. Yeah, yeah. Neither does the guy, the starting pitcher that comes in the third inning, the guy that comes yeah. in in the fifth inning. They don't want to do this, mm-hmm. but they're playing against the best hitters versus best pitchers, which you already alluded to. Yeah. Um, I really thought the National League was going to kind Pull of this mop, one off. kind of mop up with them just because I thought they had the better pitching. Yeah. Uh, but uh, John mm-hmm. Carlos Stanton, you know, yeah. freaking juggernaut, uh, knocks one out, and then my boy from the Minnesota yeah. Twins, Buxton, kind of comes. I knew you were going to get to that. Yep, that's my guy. That's my guy. <laughs> back no, to but back jacks. Back to back jacks. No, that was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, yeah, not a lot of small ball going on in the All Star game, but I thought it was a good microcosm of how the league's actually geared now. It's yeah. either a flame throwing fastball yeah. strikeout or it's a 119 mile exit velocity <laughs> home run. And no the doubt. National League looked pretty good there in the first uh, inning. There for sure. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt hit a dinger. Duh. They're up. You know, two zero. Yep. Uh, but then that fourth inning rolled around and some fireworks for the American League. You talked about it, Carlos no Stanton, two run homer followed up uh, with Buxton. Yep. Getting one as well, and that was enough, three to two, and that leads me right into one of the bets I felt best about, yeah. and that was that under. Yeah. And everything you looked at, uh, trend wise, was saying hit that under, and it actually got bet down mm-hmm. from eight earlier in the day down to seven and a half in most books. Right. And it's still cleared by a long ways. No doubt. Total was five, three to two. Um, so that means the unders, last 16 years, the unders have hit 13, two, and one. Yeah. And I saw something else. It was uh, in National League parks. Yeah. Unders have hit like eight of the last nine. Something like, something <laughs> like that. I, I don't know which one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just 
thirteen two and one overall yeah. tells you enough for me anyway. For sure. And I think that goes back to what you were saying. Good pitching yeah. shuts down good hitting. No doubt about it. And most of these hitters only face that pitcher one time. Exactly. That is it. Exactly. And a lot of these hitters only get one crack at it. Well, G- yeah. uh, Dusty Baker, who is the uh, American League coach, mm-hmm. uh, said he hadn't even seen the pitcher that started for the American League yet. They He hadn't even <laughs> played him, and they're in the same league. So, like you said, n- not a lot of people have seen these guys, or right. let alone play, play with them. And yeah. l- like I knew that Byron Buxton and a couple other guys said it was so fun to watch Shohei Otani pitch because they hadn't yeah. really seen him yeah. pitch yet, which was just kind of crazy to me, even being from the American League. Right. But like you said, with the lineup that these pitchers have uh-huh. going deep into innings, these are starters that only have to go one inning. Yeah. So they're throwing the 15 hardest <laughs> yeah. balls that they can and placing them 98, fresh. 98, 99. As fresh as they can. So, <laughs> no, it's 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 one of those games that people go into it feeling like it's going to be an over game. And right. that's why those that's why those well, numbers yeah, stagger so way. much. Coming off the home run. Derby exactly, yeah. and they get people. That's how they get people. Yep. People go into that eight runs. They'll have eight runs in the first inning. Right. No, they're not because mm-hmm. these pitchers are so good and they're so controlled because they only have to do it for one inning. Diamondbacks, Oakland, they covered thirteen <laughs> night before. Yes, they will. <laughs> yeah, okay, we get that, but that's once again. There's not much <laughs> pitching going on. There. there is no pitching in the Diamondbacks in. <laughs> Oakland Athletics. So I'll tell you what, that's going to be something that I'm going to keep in my back pocket, though, the unders. Yeah, uh, every no, year. And also the American League. Let's talk about it. I mean, that's like the elephant in the room. One Winner of the ninth straight. Yeah. Okay. 16 of last 19 All-Star games have gone the way of the American League. And what more could you want? This was in a National League park. Yep. Uh, it appeared that they had the better staff. Yep. Starters up and down. It did. Better ERA. You're in your home park. You had Kershaw starting. Yeah, yeah, Mookie. You have got off to a great start. <laughs> right, yeah, Freddie Goldschmidt. Freeman. Yeah, yeah, like what what is going on? Why can't the National <laughs> League do you have a theory on this? Like why can't the National League get right? I don't know. I don't know if it's uh, you know, just kind of a spooky voodoo kind of thing. Uh, you know, can't beat the Yankees in the all star game kind yeah, of yeah. thing. I, I don't know I if don't it's know. like that, but maybe the Bronx. Bombers put a little uh, fear into him or something like that. And okay, so Carlos Stanton did win the MVP. Yep, John Carlo. And he's only the third Yankee to do so. Yeah, that's I, I, I that thought shocking? that was weird. I thought that was really weird. You, you figured like Babe Ruth would have three alone, or, <laughs> right. or Mickey Mantle would have two. Right. You, you know, just just him alone. Yeah, no doubt. Whitey Ford, you know, all those guys. <laughs> like it's just crazy. And then I'm not even talking about the '90s yeah, guys. Exactly, Jeter you know? and you know Jeter got one. <laughs> Posada and, and all those guys. Jeter got one, and Rivera is the other. Mariano, Mariano Rivera. Yep. So those are the only three Yankees with uh, All-Star Game MVPs is kind of just a bizarre Crazy stat, to me. me. Crazy to me. What do they got, like 2,700 World League titles? <laughs> yep. World Series titles? The most, for sure. <laughs> I think it's 2,700, but yep. who cares? It's the Yankees. Yep. So do we want to dive into these adjusted win totals because there has been some movements. Yeah. And I know you got a, a little bit of a uh, you're leaning towards your Twinkies here, the For Twins. Sure. You like what's going on there. New line has been set after the All-Star break here at an over-under of 84 total wins. What do you make of it? Yeah, um, this is definitely my favorite bet, and mm-hmm. it's not just because I'm a Twins fan, but also because I get I watch the Twins every single day. Mm-hmm. So it's not just because I'm a fan, it's because I actually follow this baseball team. And right now they're sitting at 50 wins. Um, and they only have to make it to 84. They have 68 games remaining on their schedule, yep. so they only have to win 34 of the 68 to make it to that number, yeah. which I really think they will. 
I think they're going to add some pitching here in the back end through free agency, which will make the staff better. And they are going to have to push if they're still going to be ahead of the White Sox right. and the Guardians right. here at the end of the season. So my best bet of all these five teams that we're going to start yeah. talking about is the Minnesota Twins over 84 wins, which I think is going like to hit. It almost feels like they're disrespecting the Twins here, setting it so low at 84. I, I really do believe that they yeah. are, but... Uh, this is a team. This is a team that came in with a low, a lower uh, win total on the year. Yeah, sixty something, something like yeah, that. Yeah. They had a terrible year last year, and I think mm-hmm. that they just think the wheels are going to fall off for the Twins. Yeah. But like I said, I watch the Twins every every year, every game. Byron Buxton's as healthy as he's going to be. He's sitting out a lot more games. Look he, at the All Star game. Right, he's going to be there. Uh, we got a whole bunch of young people that can come in and fill those spots on those day mm-hmm. off. Uh, Luis Arise is literally going to win the batting championship. He's running away with it, uh, sitting you know almost twenty points ahead of the next guy. So you don't think they're going to take the foot off the gas and try and you know rest these guys, Buxton? You know he's so fragile. You know yeah. for lack of a better term, you don't think they're going to put him on the shelf and and you don't think the White Sox will let. Uh, no, to I win the central. They, they're going to rest them. They are going to rest them. But I just, I'm just saying, they only have to win half of their games, games to make this. Yep. I really think they're going to push this probably to 40 to 45 games that they're going to win in the back half. Okay, playing against the American League Central, which is literally the worst division in baseball with the Royals, Detroit, and uh, the White Sox and Guardians not playing up to the standard that they usually do. Guardians, who are they? <laughs> yeah, they, they, they're not Chief Wahoo anymore. Uh, no, I like that, uh, and you make a lot of good points there. Yeah. I almost feel like they're overlooking the Twins at that 84 spot. For sure. And they're probably just spooked because it was already at such a low. They're already moving it like over 20 games. Exactly. And you don't want to – you really don't want to do that. Yeah. You really don't want to make that move as much. Let, let's move on to the Yankees here because yeah. Yeah, yeah. this has skyrocketed. No doubt. Um, the line you just gave me, 105 and a half. Yeah. I looked at one earlier today. It was at 102. So that tells me that it's probably going to just keep moving up, and probably for good reason. Yeah, uh, Aaron Judd's probably the f- uh, front runner for, for MVP. MVP. No doubt, having a heck of a season. John Carlo as well. Yeah, well, Murder, just murderers row in, yeah. in Yankeeville right now. It's uh, it's it's revived. Mm-hmm. They are the Bronx Bombers. Yeah. Uh, they got four or five guys that can hit over. 30 to 40 home runs. It's unfair. And the the pitching is really what's turned around for the Yankees this year. Mm-hmm. I think they got three guys with over nine wins going into the All-Star break, which yep. is really crazy. Throwing gas. And they got a backup closer from Chapman. When Chapman got hurt, they brought this young kid in, and he's been on fire. Yeah, so Chapman's going to have to like work his way back. Exactly. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, one of, one of the hardest <laughs> gas throwers of all time, yeah. probably, is going to have to make his way back there. Yeah. And if this kid doesn't slip up... Who knows? And I've already seen a, a few of the hot names that's uh, entering into free agency. It looks like the Angels are going to unload. Uh, yep. So Syndergaard, I believe, is one of the guys that, you know, not having the best season, but he's been there. He's won in the postseason. And yep. the Yankees like, eh, we'll yeah, take Yeah, we'll throw it on uh, there. Whatever. Just add to the luxury <laughs> tax that we're already paying yeah. into. So, uh, but I don't like that 105 and a half. I really don't. I feel that's getting guys excited. A little inflated. Yeah, I, I really do. The 102 I'm a little bit better with. If I could have got in on it a little earlier when that started to rise, you know, yeah. when, the, when that left 
the 90, 87 win total and started going up if right. I could have got somewhere in there. But I, I don't like the 105. It's a good division. Yeah. I, the American League, you just saw it. <laughs> you yeah, know, there's, no doubt about it. There's not a lot of uh, nights off exactly. in the American League, especially in the East and the uh, you know yeah. your, your division there, Central. For sure. So I, I don't like the one, 105 and a half. Where are you sitting on that? Okay. The, the whole thing about this, Andy, is just what you were alluding to, that this, divi- this division, top to bottom, mm-hmm. is probably one of the best with the Rays, Toronto, and Boston all trying Rays to... Rays might win the division. They're all trying to get into a wild card. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we're not even talking about the Baltimore Orioles that went on a streak of <laughs> yeah. just crazy. That come from? They finally got back to 500, yeah. and they're not out of this thing. They're only two no. games sitting behind the Boston Red yeah. Sox of now. So this is going to be a way more competitive uh uh, you know, division, division. Than, let's say the American League Central. But the whole thing with the Yankees is that they only lost 12 games at home I know. in the front half, yeah. which I just think is absolutely nuts. If you go top to bottom, that is definitely the best across the board. But they play well in Yankee Stadium. And is oh, that, man. Can you replicate that, though? Is that sustainable? I just don't think that's sustainable, just only dropping 12 games at home, especially in this division <laughs> where all of a sudden Baltimore is a contender now. Yeah. I mean, they were the laughing sock. They were a joke, especially the first couple of weeks, you yeah. know, going into the season. Don't they have like. Like two or three players alone have a higher payroll than Baltimore. Yeah, <laughs> something, no, something no like doubt. that. You know, the, it, like two players on the Yankees take up the entire <laughs> salary for the Baltimore. Oh Warriors. man, uh, it, it it is. I think it is a little high. Like you were saying, I would like it at ninety nine to one hundred. That's where I would max them out at. But mm-hmm. I I I don't I don't feel it's a bad bet. Okay. I don't feel it's a bad bet because I just think the Yankees do have the bombers and do have the arms to keep this kind of rolling. Well, I'm going to stay away from it. I yeah. don't I don't like it at all. Let's move into the National League yeah. here. Uh St. Louis Cardinals. This 86. Is, yeah, this is one that I do feel is very undervalued. Mm-hmm. I like the 86. That's a line that moved a lot, though. It's it just is. like the Twins. They had a low total going yep. into the season. They weren't expected to do as good as they are. Yep. And I think it just has cappers and bookies, you know, scared, not scared, but yeah. reluctant to move that line further than, you know, past 86. No doubt about it. Um, They're trusting their model they right are. now. They're at 50 wins, so all they have to do is win 36 of their last 70 games. Sounds I, doable. I really th- and they are in the hunt. They are mm-hmm, mm-hmm. only a half game back of the Brewers right now, and you know that St. Louis wants to win this division. Oh yeah, they're top. They're top to bottom the scariest team in the division. I think the Brewers kind of will slip up here in the back he- back end of the season, yeah. um, and I I, re- I really like the St. Louis Cardinals to come out of this division. And if they are going to come out of this division, they're going to have more than eighty six wins. I mean, if history repeats itself. And it does, especially in the National League Central. Yes. You're exactly right. Milwaukee is going to stumble. Yep. Cards will rise to the occasion, and you should be good at that 86 spot. And and like you were saying a little bit earlier, they got the bats. They oh, got yeah. Gold Paul, Paul, yeah. Yeah, Paul. They Paul's got Arenado. Freaking Poolhouse is, yeah. you know, Where's when he, he plays, and Yachty's still got it too. So, <laughs> yeah. no, I like their lineup yeah. top to bottom. Uh, those two bangers in the middle of that lineup really scare people, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I really think they'll win the division, and if they do win the division, they'll have way more wins than 86. Than 86. So, if, yeah, if you're thinking they're going to – and that's a nice little parlay you could piece together there. Hit that over and then have them win in the division sure. if if that's the way you feel. And we're surrounded by a lot of Cardinal fans, so we'll probably see a little bit of that action. No doubt. Uh, flying. We'll see in the National League here. <laughs> yeah. Heading out west, sucker. Yep. 
Colorado Rockies, <laughs> 71 and a half. You're going to get the juice. You're going to get the juice with that half game. You are. <laughs> uh, God, uh, I just cannot get behind the Rockies. That's all I had to hear. Uh. Yep. Uh, gosh darn it. I, I really like to cheer for them. You know, being a close team and being, right, you know, right. right there in Denver, it's a you know one of the funnest ballparks to be it in. It is fun. Uh, man, I really do not see them winning 30 games in the back end of this season. You reminded me of Paul Abdul. Uh, what was that show? America, America's American Got Idol. American Idol, yeah. where the, the singer would just do terrible. <laughs> I think you're great. Yeah. Oh, you look so pretty. I love your dress. Yeah. Uh, you're like, well, the Rockies. Denver's a nice city. It's a fun ballpark. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I'll give you no. a couple reasons why I don't like them. They're playing the Dodgers. They're playing the Padres. They're playing yeah. the Giants. Yeah, day no, to no, day, no. Yeah. they are not going to run mm-hmm. off a lot of wins, and they'll probably have to play the likes of the Phillies, the Cardinals, yeah. the Brewers. Uh, and I what, just don't what, see them winning a lot of games in the back end here. And what's kind of scary is the Dodgers, I don't know if they can get any better. No. But they, they'll try to. Yeah. Uh, and the Padres can. They probably will add an arm or two. So there, well, there's a little get, bit more fuel for your fire. Yeah. And we alluded to this last week that they will be getting healthy because mm-hmm. they need to make a push to get yeah. into this wild card as well. So I, I just don't yeah. see them winning more than that. Uh, getting those 30 wins, especially against the likes of the Dodgers, the Padres, yeah, and the Giants. That's a tall order there in Denver. So I would go under on the 71.5 on the Colorado Rockies. Well, I mean, you've been hammering the over, so you got to get an under in there every <laughs> once in a while. I think I got a couple. I have one more under that I'm going to hit here pretty and soon. I'm thinking as well. we're going to head back to the American <laughs> League. The Kansas City Royals the has Kansas been adjusted. The Kansas City Royals. 67 is the over under here. Yeah. Uh, so that means that they have to win 31 games in the back half. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't sound like that much. It doesn't, but they've only won 36, and they had a lot more chances to do it in the first half. I really don't see this. I think I know why it's set that way, because they think that the American League Central is going to drop a lot of games to them in the back end of this season, well, especially, yeah, Guardians. With, especially with teams that are going to give up. Mm-hmm. But. In my mind, the Royals already have given up, so why would they try and win thirty-one right. games? Yeah, and they might they might actually unload a couple arms here or there. You know, I, if they had anybody to unload, they might. I, nothing comes to mind to me though. Well, I was listening to some Kansas City sports <laughs> talk radio, and they're they're just scared to death about Bobby Witt Jr. being on the the trading block, and they're like, we cannot let that happen. They so can't do that. If the, if, yeah, if those rumors are circling though, that means Kansas City's gearing up to unload, <laughs> right. right? Get rid of some guys, and, yeah, and if that's probably the fear, like, probably like Hunter Dozier or yeah, you know yeah, Nicky yeah, Lopez yeah. and people like that. But uh, those guys aren't going to be you know big market guys. Um, they'll definitely be pieces somewhere or whatever, but. I really don't see this team winning 31 more games, especially when there's teams like the Minnesota Twins, Guardians, and White Sox fighting for playoff spots, playing them day yeah. in, day out. Yep, yeah. and you you kind of made a little side point there that I want to circle back to yeah. there, and it's about you know teams getting better, teams getting worse, and yeah. that's that's why you don't like the Royals getting to this spot because they're probably going to unload and get worse. Yeah, uh, we're listening to After Hours with you know Jimmy Allen for sure. We've had him on the show before, no great doubt. guy, but he's just he's so far off base on this one <laughs> bet, and you know where I'm going with it. Yeah, the Oakland Athletics. He said he, he's been fading them all year and it's been working for him, so he's going to fade them again tonight. 
I, I that's that's not a good bet. It, yeah. Um, Oakland is not going to be one of these teams that's going to unload. They've already unloaded. Right. There's nothing more that they multiple they, years in a row they've unloaded. They have nothing to trade. <laughs> so I think that if anything, they're going to have a better second half of the season compared to the first. So Jimmy, if you're listening, and I know you are, I'm telling you right now, stop fading the A's because they're going to get better <laughs> versus getting worse. And I might sound like a Canseco kid holdover. Yeah. But hey, I'm wearing it. I'll give you. I'll give you just a couple <laughs> stats on your Oakland A's, Andy, because I knew you were going to bring this up. Uh, they have one of the lowest win totals adjusted here at 59 and a half. There we go. That means that they only have to win 27 games in the back end of the season here. Um, I really think they can do it. I do too. I, I do. Have- if if Seattle can win fourteen games in a row, yeah, I mean in a row, they're still that's give me a break. Yep, uh, the only thing that <laughs> counts against you in that is that they are in Seattle's division, they are in the Astros' division, but that Seattle's the only one way they can go, and that is down. <laughs> that's Back true. Down. That's true. No, I I do like I do like the Oakland A's to make that fifty nine and a half. That that's so there we go. That's so low and Let's so go. hurtful. Hit that's that so hurt, hurtful to put them at that number. <laughs> I know we're talking about throwing shit at the Twins at 84. (laughs) (laughs) My Oakland Athletics at 59. Oh, my God. Yep, yep. It has to happen some years. I think we covered all the over-unders that we're looking at. Justin Wintos there, a little all-star game recap. Home run derby was so much fun. Hey, let's take a minute here to recognize our sponsor once again. That is the Nebraska Brewing Company, and they threw a little bit of their Hefeweizen, the Eos Hefeweizen. Let's take a look at it here. Uh, It's a Bavarian-style beer that delivers a medium body and a huge banana-like aroma that creates a wonderfully drinkable, unlike many other hefts out there. For sure. World class in every glass. No doubt. That's the Nebraska Brewing Company over there in La Vista, Nebraska. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back with more WTL talking UFC Fight Night. And welcome back to WTL, everybody. I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Gibran. Gibran, the Parlay Pounder. No doubt about it. All right, we talked some Major League Baseball, yes. some futures, over unders, yep. the line adjustments there, All Star Weekend. So much fun. <laughs> it was. Now let's get into your wheelhouse here. Yeah. UFC Fight Night. Yeah. We're going to kick things off here with the Miner versus the Mauler. Yes, we're going Alexander Gustafson versus Nikita <laughs> Krylov. Kralov. Um The Ukrainian. Yeah. UFC London. So they're having travel across the pond. Well, yep. some of them. Some of them are already over there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Al- Alexander Gustafson has been one of my favorite fighters in the UFC for a very long time. He's yeah. fought everybody in the lightweight, uh, light heavyweight division. He's fought John Jones. He's fought Jan Blachowicz. Uh-huh. He's Glover Teixeira, Anthony Smith, all these guys, Daniel Cormier. So he has been against the best <laughs> fighters in the world in yeah, the lightweight yeah. division. In the lightweight division's heyday, it's kind of down right now, and people mm-hmm. don't, you know, kind of give it the respect it once had, especially with John Jones moving up to heavyweight. But I really like this guy, and if he is going to revive his career, it has to be this fight. And uh, I, re- I really think he can do it. I really think he can do it. the The card is not the the line is not with him. He he is at plus money right now. I believe that. Um, Krylov is is you know 
set at the favorite and a minus 180 uh-huh. but Gustin's sitting there right there at a plus 155 which I you know if he if he was an overall you know no chance to win he'd uh-huh. be sitting there at a plus 300 or a sure. plus 250 yep. so yep. I don't think that people the you know the cappers and everything think he's out of this fight yeah so well, both I, these guys are coming off losses yes. their last fight yes and Gustafsson the Mahler your guy here he's yeah. sitting at a record of 18 and 7 very respectable uh, the minor on the other hand uh, he is higher ranked yes he's the number 11 contender right now no doubt about it but he's fought a lot more fights way more tread on the tires here yeah 27 and 9 is overall record the Ukrainian here and once again his last fight was a loss so yeah. and then how those lines are set yeah you're not too far out of line <laughs> if you want to lean on or yeah. lean towards the mauler here. Okay. Um, if you're going to be romantic about UFC, <laughs> uh, this is a tough pick to fight. This is a tough fight to pick. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I don't know anyone that wouldn't want to see, like I said, Gustin win this fight. You get his, you know, kind of career back on track. Right. And, you know, kind of make one last run for the belt why John Jones is out of the division. Mm-hmm. It will be hard to pick him over the more, f- the faster, the more durable Krylov. The one way that Gustin can get this get this win is Give to, get, to get his wrestling involved and control Krylov on the ground. I am my best bet of this fight is not that Gustafson will win. If anybody wants some plus money, ding 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 ding, plus money, <laughs> pick this fight for over two and a half rounds. I think it's going to go to the distance. It's a three-round okay. fight. Yep, go yep. over two and a half at plus 105. I think it's going to hit. Nobody's knocking anybody out in this fight. Mm-hmm. It's going yeah, to go. That's neither of their styles. Neither one wins by knockout. Exactly. Uh, and you're looking at average fight times because they do a lot of five-round stuff, these two guys. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, it's it's 11 minutes. It's 10 minutes, 54 seconds for Gustafsson. So exactly. why not? You know, and Krylov is sitting there at seven. Uh, I, I like that. That You can you can talk me into that one. Yeah. So. Uh, anything else there between? the Sweden and the Ukrainian. That, I mean, obviously I'm leaning towards Gustafsson just because I want him so bad, but like mm-hmm. I said, what I am picking in Kinda this fight, though. I might I might throw it in a parlay, I might not. Um, we'll see by the end of this podcast what, what I'm doing <laughs> at the end for my parlay of the week. But oh boy, for right now, I'm sitting at that over two and a half rounds at plus 105. I think it's the best value pick in this fight, Okay, and uh, hammer it, guys, because it is going to hit. All right, now I know you want to talk about yeah. Patty. Yeah. Patty Bimblet, Patty the Batty. Patty the Batty. <laughs> Versus Jordan Levitt. Exactly. And Levitt's sitting out there at plus 210. Yep. Patty the favorite at minus 250. Yeah, exactly. Um, these guys are both up and comers. Patty the Batty is marketed as the biggest rising star in the UFC, kind of taking that Sean O'Malley. Um, you uh-huh. know, uh, start stardom. You know, path the stardom. Conor McGregor kind of thing. Okay, he talks a lot of crap. He gets the headlines. He he. But in his first two UFC bouts, he's ended it in the first round. He knocked a guy out and he submitted Ooh. a guy in the first round. Uh, Levitt, kind of the same thing. He only has a. These guys are brand new. Levitt only has a total of five fights in the UFC, um, and these guys are both very good. Uh, the, I give a slight edge to Patty just because he has a little bit of a uh, a ground game that's kind of people don't talk about it because you know he talks so much crap about knocking people out. Dude, he's got the, his significant strike yeah. is off the charts. Yeah, you know he he. <laughs> It, you can it see is. why they don't talk about his grappling. Exactly. But he, he's, he's got that little – he does have skill in it, mm-hmm. which I think people overlook. And he, even in his last fight, he got that submission in the first round. So I think 
what my best bet is, Andy, for plus money again at plus 105 yeah. is Patty the Batty to win in under two and a half rounds. Well, the Brit named the Batty. Yeah. His first name is Patty. Give me a break. <laughs> He's also 5'10", nearly 20 pounds heavier than Jordan Levitt. So yep. I, I that's where I really like that. I always like the guy that... You know, mm-hmm. has a few more pounds, and he's got a greater reach in both leg and arm. So, yeah, uh, and he, he's a favorite for a reason here. Yeah, no doubt so, about it. So, uh, I think you, you're you're kind of stretching it if you're gonna try and put your money on the Monkey King, Jordan Levitt, <laughs> the guy out of the United States. <laughs> good, good nickname in its own right, but he ain't Patty the Batty. <laughs> he ain't uh, no Patty the Batty. Uh, I really think Patty's gonna take that, but he's sitting at a minus two thirty five to win the fight, which mm-hmm. isn't the best value. It's pretty good value if you're gonna throw that into yeah. a parlay with some plus money bets, but my best bet of the night for this fight is Patty to win in under two and a half rounds, which will hit Ooh. you with that plus money. So Yeah, his average fight time is low. It is. Yeah, yeah. He, like we he said, gets him done. he's only fought yeah. two fights in the UFC, but both have ended in the first round, and I see a little bit of that coming on in this fight. But his overall record in MMA yeah. is 18-3, and three. so For he's sure. been around the block. Oh, no you know, doubt It's not about like it. it's new, and Jordan, you know, we're saying he's a, he's a new and up cover. UFC-wise, he is. Yes. But his overall record in MMA that the UFC recognizes he's 10-1. and one. Right. So that's nothing to sneeze at either, but oh, yeah, a couple of young not. bucks, a couple of up-and-comers. I also kind Kind of like the, if you want to call it the the home field advantage for, of uh, for the baddie, yeah. um, that I think that's going to play a factor in as well. Exactly. All right, you want to move on to the main card? I do. The I main do. event. <laughs> it is time. <laughs> yep. We got <laughs> Curtis Blades, uh, Blades versus uh, Tom Aspinall. Uh, heavyweight <clears throat> showdown. These guys are both knocking on the door to you know try and take a. Yeah. Take yeah. t- take a swing at um, why am I? Uh, who's the big guy? Francis Ngannou. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I don't yeah. know how I f- could forget about this. But Curtis Blades has beat literally everybody in this division except for Francis Ngannou. Uh, this Tom Aspinall comes in with uh, he's the favorite to win this fight. I know, and he's and he's a lower seed. He I is. mean, he's the number six uh, contender. Blades is number four. Razor. Razor. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, he's also, yeah, 16-3 and three is an excellent record there for, for Curtis sure. Blades. 12-2, and two, though, for Tom Aspinall. Once again, from the U.K., kind of a home field advantage, if you will, over the American. Yeah. No, obviously, the English fighter has the home field advantage here. But I, I just can't. I can't get on that that boat that Blades <laughs> is not lost to anybody except for Francis Ngannou. Except for the, the guy with the belt. Exactly. Yeah, he yeah. did twice. Aspinall has proven that his power is something to be worried about, but Blades has the overall better fight game, and if he, take, if he gets this grappling and he gets him on the ground, Blades can prolong this whole fight and kind of put it in his favor to win. The, the you know the tail of the tape shows that Blades might have an edge there yes. on, on the grappling the wrestling side of, side of things, uh, but yeah the s- significant strikes uh, per minute yeah. I mean that's way in Aspinall's favor here, and I think that's why you're seeing him as a favorite. It's at home, I, and he's probably getting a lot of money put on him in London. Oh no, you, no, you know, doubt so about I it. think that I think that might have an effect on the book as well. Well, I really do think that is why that. Patty and this guy are big favorites. Uh, Patty, obviously, just because he's a big mm-hmm. big name around everywhere, even though he's only three fights into his career. But I really believe this Aspinall is getting the home field advantage yeah. kind of 
shrug towards his line a little bit. A little bit, bit of fool's gold, maybe, you're it, thinking. It, it's worth noting that this is the first time in Blade's UFC career that he, he will be the underdog. Wow. It's crazy to me. This fight has a path to become sloppy, Andy. Uh, both men lose their energy quickly and sap their power. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I see that... <sighs> Big don't... dude, 6'5", 252 yeah. is Aspinall. 6'4", 265, Curtis Blades. Yeah. Big guys. All I'm saying is Aspinall has not been challenged in later rounds of fights. This is a five-round fight. Blades yeah. has proven to be vulnerable against heavy hitters, but... If he can prolong this game, he has the better ground game. If he can get into yeah, round yeah. three, I think Blades takes this, and I'm loving the plus money on Blades. I, I, I'm i going to agree with you. Once I will. I will agree with you, and I'm looking at this average fight time. Blades, yeah. 10 minutes, 14 seconds. Aspinall, under three minutes at 2 minutes and 57 exactly. seconds. I think that shows you right there that if Blades can just extend this fight, which he's more than capable of, course. of doing, he can outlast Tom Aspinall. And he's going to want to dance and stay away from those yeah. big shots anyway if he yep. wants to extend this fight, which you kind of figure that's probably part of his plan. Has to be. Right? Has right? to be. And then that will also simultaneously open the door for him to get into that grappling game a little bit, try and take a couple of shots, shoot in there. So I, I like the American in this spot too. I think there's going to be a lot of sour pusses there in uh, London yep. after this one wraps up exactly. main card here. I, I really do like it. And like we always say every week, Andy, we like the plus money <laughs> bets. Curtis Blade sitting at a plus 112 to just take this yeah, fight yeah. outright. I think it's a good bet. But I'll tell you something that's an even better bet, Andy. Ooh, okay. on. You're going to get the three-team parlay from Jabron coming right up. I got Curtis <laughs> Blade sitting at a one plus 112 to win his fight. Uh-huh. I got Patty, the batty, winning his fight at a minus 260 on my book. And then I got Alexander Gustafson to win his fight at plus 170. I'm going to put $30 oh, on boy. this. That's just 10, 10, a, 10 know, a fighter. I know, I know. But you got, two dogs. you got two dogs. I got on two this. dogs. I got two dogs. <laughs> it's only ten a fighter. Thirty bucks. That's going to pay us two hundred and seven dollars. That's returning cash flow. Ding ding. So that is my parlay of the week, and I feel pretty good about it. Hey, you've been hitting these parlays in the UFC, so yes, why sir. not? Hey, yes, let's sir. keep it rolling. Let's keep it hot. But if you guys have been listening. The, my two best bets of the night is that Alexander fight going over the two and a half rounds and the mm-hmm. Patty fight going under the two and a half rounds. So yeah. if you guys Fireworks. are looking for surefire locks, those are my two surefire locks of the fight night. You lock it up. But if you want to make a little cash, uh, <laughs> sprinkle it on that parlay. <laughs> I like it. And like you said, you're not getting too wild here. You're just putting 10. That's your plan. Ten, ten a fighter. Ten on, ten on a fighter here. Uh, you do have two dogs, though. Yep. And But you trimmed it down from a, a parlay a couple weeks ago where you had a four-leg. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, no doubt about so it. So I like that you're here. You're like you're 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 steering out of the lane just a little bit, but not as far. You're not all the way in the ditch. I'm not. And and it's not. And like we said, the, the this isn't like these guys are dogs at like plus two fifty right, or plus right, right. three hundred. Where yeah, yeah. that that value is gonna really jump up. These guys are barely dogs, and I really don't even think Blades should be the dog. So I love it. Uh, Alexander there's in my mind is the that. only dog. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. That that mm. line favorite. They might have the favorite wrong in that the main card there uh, with Blades being the underdog. I, I will bite on that. Only time will tell. All righty. I think that about does it that for does. Uh, Where's the Line this week, doesn't it? Yes, sir. Once again, got to say thanks to our sponsor, Nebraska Brewing Company. No doubt about it. World class in every glass. We've been sipping on the EOS, their Hefeweizen 
all night long. For sure. Hey, folks, my name is Andy Klassen, joined by Gibran, the Parlay Pounder. Once <laughs> again, thanks for listening. 